So, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. Uh, before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use of the reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also covered by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent loss action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. Uh, this is episode 197? One, I believe I'm so. 197. Just, you know what? Even if it's, if you can't, you know, you can't uh, like dazzle them with brilliance, you just baffle them with bullshit. So we'll just, <laughs> just be confident about it and just pretend Conf- that we know exactly what we're doing. Confuse them with confidence. Yes. Yes. Confuse them with confidence. <laughs> um, fuck you very much, Jack. Um, no, we were just, we we're fine. We we're just sitting here yeah. talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, just, we, like, did, yeah. we didn't want to start. We didn't want to start until we were done talking shit about you. That's all. Yeah, fair. So, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that to go out on the air. So. Andrew, Andrew, what? Nice, nice. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's fine. New PVC patch. Uh, high quality too. I don't remember where I got it. I think off Amazon, but I don't remember the company. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah. That that was my whole introduction. I have nothing else now. <laughs> and then mm, it crashed already. Already yeah. we've crashed and burned. Uh, it's just it's <laughs> it's pretty par for the course, really. It's I not mean, only par for the course, but like like it's 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 just been, it's been a long weekend. It's it's I know it's Sunday evening, but it's it's been a long weekend. It was like a two and a half hour drive to my baby brother's wedding, and then it was like you know how weddings go, right? Like <laughs> staying around for fifteen minutes. Five minute ceremony, stand around for 15 minutes, eat, which takes about an hour, hour and a half of just sitting around talking and then leave, and then you know, two and a half hour drive back. You gotta deal with a mowage. Mowage is what wings off together. Yeah. Yes. Uh highway <laughs> six eighty here in California. Like if you know it, like you know how bad it is. Like it was it was pretty bad. It was Hollister was nice though. But we didn't get shot going through San Jose, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, Jack ah. Curtis. But Dave in the chat, he's complaining that the patch you have <laughs> is not his. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. But I mean you're not on you're not on Amazon, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack said he's embarking on a twenty two hour drive tomorrow. Yeah, he's going down to uh to southern Florida. Go help out uh, father-in-law, I think is what it is. I think that's what he said. Yeah, down there on uh, Pine Island, down near Fort Myers. Yeah, speaking of Florida, did you see that um, Babcock Ranch in Florida, uh, which is a uh, like a housing community that was built specifically, the part of the requirements of the HOA are that you have to be on solar panels. You can't be, there's no central electrical grid in it at all. Mm-hmm. It's all solar panel and the houses have to be built to a certain hurricane proof standard. 
in the wake of Ian, they basically just had to clear their roads of debris. Cool. They were just like fine because they still had power because they were off grid uh-huh. and the houses were actually built, you know, within a predictable guaranteed fucking natural disaster that you know is going to happen <laughs> in mind. <laughs> it's funny how that being prepared for that shit actually uh, works out well, huh? You mean like the people here in California that, you know, clear the, uh, the trees around their property and, and, and clear vegetation and actually like rake up the pine needles that fall on the floor? What? Yeah. It's almost Crazy. like preparing for an inevitable natural disaster helps keep you safe from it, huh? Yeah. Or people who know <laughs> not to build in the floodplain <laughs> along the Mississippi? Dave says, I wonder why they won't let me on Amazon. <laughs> we, know, we know why, Dave. It's the, it's the same reason that Facebook removed my profile today or a couple days ago. Yeah, same reason. Oh. Didn't it, Or no, Dave's still on Etsy, I think. But I think that one patch. I don't, think no that, I don't think that patch is even on his website anymore either. Oh, I think I still have one, uh-huh. a spare one. Maybe we should you can't, you can't say that. that. You can't say that word in like the first 10 minutes, though. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say the word, but it's the shark yeah. one that you may be yeah. familiar with. I think I still have yeah. a spare one. <laughs> Somebody used to redo that song. <laughs> do, do, do. I, I actually don't know. I think, well, I think I've heard it, but I think every time I've heard it, it's only been in passing. So thankfully, it's not in my head at all. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. Do you do anything fun this week? Did the, did the Packers win? No. no. Again? They lost again. They, they blew a 10-point lead at the half to lose by five. Five, which is a weird number. That's yep, they my lost Niners by won. five. Uh, my Niners won. Uh, and they uh, they now are tied with the number for the number one defense in the league with Buffalo, who's 4-1. Yeah, how the Niners have the number one defense, I have no idea. What? <laughs> exactly. How yeah. bad are the rest of them? <laughs> uh, uh, Dave says uh, it's still on his website, but it's listed as a tropical fish. He said he sold a few of them this weekend. Nice. Nice. I'm glad people are still uh, buying that particular yeah. product. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh-huh. I don't have one. You got to get one, man. Yeah, there's they a glow in the things, dark. There's a lot of things I need to get. Yeah. They're they're <laughs> Hawaiian. They glow in the dark. It's fun. Uh, do I have any glow in the dark patches? I have one glow in the dark patches, and it's a, a snowflake one. Uh yeah, yeah. I uh, so hilariously, I wore my my <laughs> my Aspro stop patch. Uh-huh. to uh, the local vape shop. And as I was standing there with that on my hat, a dude with an actual Bass Pro Shop hat walked in. <laughs> I like did a double take and I'm just like, what's up? Yeah. It's, it says what you think it says, bro. Yeah, it, it does what say what you think it says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh, like that one meme with the the Green Goblin or whatever from uh, Spider-Man with the when you're at the orgy and your your friend comes up behind it. No, Peter, Peter, no, stop, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> what comic books are you reading, bro? 
Oh man, there is actually hilarious. So he, the the guy that runs the vape shop, is a friend of mine. He actually told me a hilarious story. Apparently, some lady bought a product that they told her she probably wasn't going to like as much as this other product. It was only three dollars more. Blah blah blah. Well, it turns out she doesn't like it that much. Like they told her, tries to bring it back. They're like, fine, we'll do an exchange for another one because you think this one's broken, but I'm telling you, it's not broken. Blah blah blah. She keeps arguing. They issue her a refund and go, here's a receipt that shows the refund because you bought it less than 24 hours ago. The bank may reject the refund, assuming that it's an issue on our end. And uh, so you're going to want the receipt so that you can verify to them that it is supposed to be a refund, whatever. She refuses to take the paper. Comes in two days later, all ticked off because lo and behold, the bank rejected the refund and she'd refused to take the receipt. It's a piece of paper. I don't know why you refuse to take it. <laughs> Um, but so she comes back complaining. Well, at the end, after they get issue, they, they fix it, they redo the refund, everything else. But at the end of the phone conversation, because it's, it's at a different location than where he's at, Ethan loves to like, just be like, love you, man. I mean, granted, he'll, he'll make some pretty gay jokes. Uh, but it's <laughs> so, but he's like, love you, bro. And he's like, yeah, I love you too, bro. And then they hang up. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this lady goes on to Google to leave them a nasty review. And says that like she's pre- she's like the manager who I'm pretty sure is sleeping with this store's manager and who's also <laughs> a guy by the way, and like just like this super homophobic complaint, and like it has nothing to do with any of the issue anything else. And he laughed and he was like, "Man, I responded and I like called her out like we tried to prevent this several times and you didn't yeah. want to listen." And by the way, and then just this huge, like, you're such a fucking homophobe. This is ridiculous. And we're not even gay, bro. Like, we just said, love you, man. And, like, love you, bro. And then that was it. Like, if you are clearly extremely homophobic, lady. Like, uh, Jesus, if that. And he's like, I have never seen a review get deleted by its original poster so quickly. (laughs) Karen's going to Karen. Yep, right up until the internet declares you homophobic. And if there's one place you do not want to be declared homophobic, it's the internet. Or anti-Semitic. <laughs> or anti-Semitic. To, uh, Which is funny because, by the way, Ethan is a Jew. So... Yep. <laughs> you see how quickly they canceled Kanye when he said that? Um, what I didn't actually see what he said. Uh, he, he went on, on Tucker Carlson and said a few things, but he also posted on... On Twitter and Instagram, um, something about going um, uh, DefCon three on Jews. He dropped he dropped a J bomb, going DefCon three on on Jews, and instantly, instantly, like off Instagram, off Twitter, had other accounts canceled. Um, just I bet ridiculous. Is very disappointed that he decided he didn't want to do business with them anymore. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. my god! If there is anything that you are not allowed to freaking say, dude, like, if you say that, if you say like, especially if you're a celebrity, and you say that sort of thing publicly, you're done. You're done. Yeah, that's that, and you know, and like I can totally understand why you're gonna get canceled over that. Like, what? What kind of racist <laughs> crap? Seriously? Like, well, it was it was all in response because he wore the uh, the White Lives Matter, the the, the shirt or or sweater or whatever it was. And, you know, people lost their Evan Love and mind over that. Oh, yeah. Right. And yes, Easy E was talking about them in the 90s. Uh, yeah. And then he died of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> no coincidence there. But um, 
Yeah, because he, he wore the, the White Lives Matter shirt, right? And and people people completely disregarded why he did that. I, he explained on Tucker Carlson. Uh, and it's 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 a viable, it's, it's an absolutely viable uh, reasoning. Uh, but then he came out and said this other stuff, and it's just like, nope, goodbye. Canceled, nope, canceled, canceled, not, canceled, no. canceled. And no one is going to touch you with a 10-foot pole. That's no one is going to come anywhere not, near Not at you. this moment, no. No, no one nope. is coming anywhere near you. Plain and simple, like that's that's done, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you you publicly say crap like that, and you're going to get destroyed. Like that's going yes. to happen. It's yeah. you know, I mean, although unless apparently you're a Democrat, in which case, yeah, totally cool. You can say anti-women things, you can say racist things, you can say anti-Semitic things, and everything's just cool. And like you can get away with anything you want to say, apparently, as long as you're their guy. Oh, yeah, as long as you're their guy, it's it's fine. You know, it's like, and we we talked about this before about um, who owns the tech, right? You know, they're um, like the the red states and 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 you know the conservatives they largely own manufacturing, but when it comes to the technical side of things, when it comes to like social media and 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 everything online, it's it's all leftists. So anything at- anything that appe- that, that that offends the leftists, you're immediately immediately risking like full cancellation or or even deplatforming you know becoming Dude, persona non grata online i've seen people get canceled for like expressing support for capitalism mm-hmm. like wh- what shoe on head <laughs> yeah shoes shoe who is formerly like a hardcore lefty mm-hmm. um she's she's kind of started to come around to the realm of sanity in the past couple of years but um she she's getting canceled left and right. Like there, I've watched leftists complain about the fact that like, like there was even back when I was still on Twitter, like uh, me and Magnus were laughing with her about um, the, the fact that like this chick complained on a, like a Reddit message board that she was trying to get her boyfriend into communism. And he started following shoe on Twitter. <laughs> and like, is this as problematic as I think it is? And like, blah, and <laughs> we were laughing about it. <laughs> Like, really? Uh, oh. Yeah, it's it, you know we're we're gonna get into the PayPal thing and and there's also a, a Facebook thing, but yeah, that's like um, uh, not towing the line, right? That's that's why my Facebook account was just deleted, right? Yeah. I mean, like they didn't give me reason, and and well, uh, they don't really have to give you reason. What are you gonna do? You're gonna take Facebook to court? Yeah, that's 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 gonna you're gonna win that one for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, but, you know, and that's the thing is like that's the same way that my my Facebook got deleted years, snap, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my Twitter got nuked. I mean, a whole bunch of mm-hmm. our Twitters got nuked. I still call yeah. it the night of night of the silent birds. Um, <laughs> I love that meme. I Dead have so many people that, everywhere. Well, when I posted it because it's got the swastika and the mm-hmm. the Twitter bird on it, so many people are like, are you supporting white supremacy? Okay, so you clearly don't read German. Let me explain to you what this says. And what yes. the idea is, because you're clearly also ignorant of history. Um, yes. Yeah, it's oh, a boring sandwich talking about the unpersoning. Magnus is a perfect example of unpersoning, right? Mm-hmm. Like Magnus, Magnus yeah, can't he went, have even he, he like, can uh, now. He can now since he oh, stopped he all that stuff. Yeah, since he stopped all that stuff, he's he's back on Twitter and all this other stuff. But he went. Um, uh, they went full persona non grata with him, like like Google, like Google canceled his account. Everything that mm-hmm. Google's connected to was canceled. Like he yeah, couldn't he, get pay, he couldn't get PayPal, which is owned by eBay. Like he couldn't even like 
Uber Eats, things like that. He couldn't yeah, order he, a fucking sandwich. Yeah, he couldn't get Grubhub, Eat Street, Uber Uber Eats. He he none of that. He couldn't even order food online. Like they had yeah. so completely unpersoned him that he couldn't do any of that stuff. Like he had trouble finding a job because of that. Yeah. Yeah, he tried he tried to do delivery like DoorDash or whatever it was. And mm -hmm. they, they took him the, they took his application, they went and put an interview, and then they're like, okay, and then they never called him back. No. <sighs> Facebook for a decade. Yeah, I, I was my my Facebook account that just got deleted was my original Facebook account from like 2009. Yeah, I had one since 08. Like mm -hmm. as soon as they opened it up to people without with uh, military emails instead of just college emails, I had set up a Facebook like I'd had Facebook that kind of long and they just dropped mine um a couple of years ago they let me back on now but yeah. it's and i'm sure we'll be able to get back on twitter shortly uh but <laughs> <laughs> well it's been it's been over a year right since like you were kicked off like late september 2020 right like, yeah right it was, before it was the election. right before the election yeah so yeah that's what that's what mine was it's it's, it's a month before the election yep so now they're doing it to you because they didn't get you mm -hmm. last time yep yeah, Magnus is doing a lot better. Yeah, he's able to. Yeah. He's able living, to living actually, girlfriend and all that good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Is he still? Is he still living with Britt? I don't know if he's. Still no, no, no. No, he's no. not anymore. Okay. No. But. No, they have their own place. But. They're good people's. But uh, we talked about PayPal and Facebook, so let's get into uh, let's get into that. Yeah, this ridiculousness. Uh, which one do you go to? Want to go to first? Oh, I want to talk about PayPal. Okay, so in that case, we're doing an update on a bistro in Michigan. Huh. <laughs> Don't you hate when I do that? <laughs> yeah, I gotta learn, man, every fucking time. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria. Uh, they're in Holland, Michigan. They're one of the ones that uh, refused to close down during the coup. So, um, a judge has declined to dismiss the case against a Holland restaurant owner who was jailed and fined $15,000 for failing to adhere to court orders to shutter her restaurant. Marlena Pavlos Hackney, owner of Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria, recently asked Ingram County judge to dismiss the case against her and award her damages. But on Thursday, October 6th, Judge Wanda Stokes sided with the Michigan Department of Agricultural and Rural Development, which first filed the complaint in February 2021. Paulus Hackney uh, came on the MDARD's radar in late 2020 when reports surfaced that she was that she was failing to enforce the statewide pandemic restrictions, including social distancing and mask wearing. MDARD. I just... MDARD. MDARD. <laughs> MDARD, yeah. Michigan Department of Agricultural and Rural Development. Uh, her food license was revoked in January 2021, but the restaurant remained open. Uh, Pavel Hackney ignored a temporary restraining order meant to keep her from continuing operations and refused to allow inspectors or law enforcement into her restaurant. Uh, in response, Stokes, that's, that's the judge, issued a bench warrant for her arrest. Shortly thereafter, she was arrested by Michigan State Police and spent four nights in the Ingram County Jail following the arraignment. Uh, she was released March 23rd after paying $15,000 contempt fine and shuttering her restaurant. 
in June 2021, she took her legal argument to the Michigan Court of Appeals. Uh, the action sought to reconsider contempt of court findings, release audio or video of her arraignment and amend and quote, inaccurate transcript. Uh, all motions were denied by the judge. Yep, same judge denied yes. all of her appeal motions. Yes, the, the restaurant food license was restored in July and Mary uh, Melina's Bistro was reopened in September. So throughout 2022, the restaurant has been a stopping point for political candidates, including Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon, uh, who visited the restaurant recently, uh, and former gubernatorial candidate Ryan Kelly, who currently faces charges for his involvement in the January 6th insurrection on the U.S. Capitol. Insurrection. That is not how you do an insurrection. Yes. So, but the case is, is still going through the courts. Uh, I think we talked about her arrest when it happened on the podcast. Yeah, I so think we, this, yeah, we did this is kind of a, an update. So, yeah, she uh, she lost the appeal. So, yeah. she's she still lost her fifteen thousand dollars and all the time that she was closed to. So. Yeah, gee, I, I can't imagine why anybody would hate the governor of Michigan significantly. <laughs> I know a group of guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's just an article about that too. They came out where with this new trial, they're they're trying to demonstrate a link between the plot and the militia. And I'm like, mm -hmm. militia? Are you kidding? It was a <laughs> bunch of feds. <laughs> no, no, there's a bunch of but the people that weren't feds were all like pot smokers living in a basement. Yeah, and they were just like, Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> We should, I mean, totally, guys, uh, we should totally I mean, you do guys, that. You guys do that. I'm gonna stay here and you know I'll be I'll be <laughs> communications hub or something. But won't you guys bring back some pizza? <laughs> we got any funions. Oh um a judge dismisses the case over the FBI raid of the 1400 private safe deposit boxes and seizure of millions in jewelry and cash. We talked about this. Yeah, just like what couple weeks ago. Two weeks right. ago, I think we talked about this. Yeah, that they uh -huh. they went into a uh, went into a bank and lied to the judge about lied, lied to the judge for the warrant, the warrant, and confiscated literally everything in the safe deposit boxes um, to forcing, search for crimes. Yeah, forcing everybody to prove themselves innocent. Yeah. So a judge ruled that the federal agents who raided the 1400 safe deposit boxes in March 2020 at a private vault company did not violate search and seizure laws. They lied to a judge, okay? Lied yes. to a judge to get the warrant and simply confiscated everything in the boxes, regardless of whose stuff it was, yes. without yes. any crimes at all to tie it to. Yes. But it didn't violate. Yes. A lawsuit law. filed in August alleges that the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles obtained warrants against the U.S. private vaults company in Beverly Hills, California by concealing critical details from the judge who approved them. In his ruling, District Court Judge R. Gary Klausner found no impropriety in the way of government got or executed the warrants for the raid. He dismissed the class action lawsuit on behalf of the people whose boxes had been seized. No um, impropriety, and they admitted that they lied to the judge. I just, I just want to make that super clear. Yes. If this judge found no impropriety in yes. an instance where they lied to the judge. 
Yes. Uh, the lawsuit was filed uh, after FBI agents raided the Beverly Hills branch of the U.S. private vaults, seizing more than $86 million in cash, jewelry, and gold from 1,400 safe deposit boxes. It said owners' items still may, still had not been returned and that the agents misled the judge in the warrant. None of the people who own the boxes has been charged after almost five years of investigation. Uh, various agencies concluded, quote, the problem was the business itself. So none of them are even suspected of a crime at this point. No. But there was definitely no impropriety. Definitely no impropriety, yeah. To seize $86 million worth of product. You know who else operates that way? The fucking mob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, the, the mob would admit when it, you know, sometimes admit when it's wrong, but they'll still I do mean, it. the mob, you'd at least have recourse because you could, you know, like shoot them. Nope. <laughs> so, all right, you want to get into the, uh, the PayPal thing? Yeah, I want to talk about the PayPal thing. Are you sure you want to get into the PayPal thing? Yeah, I I just spent like an hour talking to Lindsay about the the whole PayPal thing and and, and like what's going on and like why they felt that this was even mm-hmm. remotely a okay thing. Now they've com- they've walked they haven't completely walked back on it. No. They've only partially walked back on. It. Okay, so um we're going to read the we're going to read the the walk back article cuz the walk back article has information from the previous article. So PayPal said PayPal pay <laughs> PayPal pulls back, says it won't find customers $2,500 for misinformation after backlash. So, and as I mentioned previously, PayPal is owned by eBay. Well, I think they spun them off, didn't they? It's a, it's a separate company, but still owned by eBay. Is it still owned by them? Okay. Because yes. I know, because yes. eBay originally, remember, PayPal was founded by Elon Musk. And he sold it to eBay for a ridiculous amount of money. Um, Uh, So PayPal has backtracked on a published policy that would have fined users $2,500 for spreading misinformation, claiming the update has gone out, quote, in air. I'm sure. Yes. An AUP notice recently went out in uh, this quote. So this is this is from uh, uh, the spokesman, quote, an AUP notice recently went out an air that included incorrect information. PayPal is not finding people for information, and this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. Our teams are working to correct our policy pages. We're sorry for the confusion this has caused. Translation, we thought that because we live in an echo chamber in Southern California, we were under the impression uh, uh, that this was San Jose. Yeah. And we were under the impression that this would be totally cool because we forgot that we are all, in fact, in a psychopath echo chamber. Yes. And this was clearly not so okay. Here, and oopsie doodles. So here's the line. This is this is the line. Uh, this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. Intended to be inserted, which means they had it. They were thinking about it. They were talking about doing it. But they didn't intend it to go out, which means that they probably sent the rough draft or the earlier draft mm-hmm. of the updated policy. They posted the, that, uh, they posted the the one previously written that they removed that language from. Yeah, which means so the, that the idea is still there. 
Yeah, they were already thinking about, they were already talking about it, number one. And number two, what it also means is that now that they've seen what public reaction is to it, they're going to be much sneakier in the way they insert that language in the future when they do decide to move forward with it. Yes. Um, the course reversal comes after the policy changes had started to attract media scrutiny as well as criticism on Twitter. Former PayPal president David Marcus even blasted the company over the implication that it could seize customers' money for finding their views objectionable. Quote, It's hard for me to openly criticize a company that I love and gave so much to, but at PayPal's new AUP goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. Insanity. Now... Policies, so contracts like this, so the way, anybody who's confused, like, what their argument here was here and why they thought they could do this. So they are claiming that they are suffering damage to their public image. By, by being associated. By, being, by doing business with somebody who they associate with either misinformation or hate speech. We all know how meaningless that term is. That's their claim, is that it's causing them damage. Now, that would never hold up in court because you could never show that there was, you know, that tort law doesn't allow for theorized potential damage. You have to show real demonstrable damage to have occurred, which they would never be able to do. But to avoid having to do that and having to sue you and having to go into tort law, what they do instead is they write it in to the terms of service, which means that you are implicitly agreeing to let them do this by mm -hmm. engaging in this type of business with them. Now, those contracts are really common between companies. There are lots of contracts like that where company A requires that company B, because they're openly doing business with them, adhere to a certain public image, a certain standard of conduct and things. Mm -hmm. And those are common for business to business because it's it's all business and it's all about image and everything else. Yeah, but that's, a, that's, that's big that's big when it comes to green companies yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah um um green company to um nike, nike is another business, one yeah anybody that does business with any kind of uh public figures things like that they'll do that kind of contract but they were trying to insert this into a de facto contract with individuals random yeah. individuals mm -hmm. and without negotiation on it that is the implications of the fact that they felt they could even get away with it is pretty horrifying dave says they took all my money because they didn't like my patch then accused me of being a webcam porn girl I, I, I mean, I, I, feel, just I feel like I feel like there's a patch idea right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> only, ooh, only boots, and just have a dude like from behind turning around that's just in a Hawaiian shirt and like like NVGs and a helmet, and he's going, and it just says only boots. Only boots. Like yeah. <laughs> only or uh, hey, hey, you want to see my boots? Huh? Huh? Yeah, I want to see my oh, boobs. Yeah. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I mean, but this is the kind of crap. So like, this is, you know, this is again, I've talked about it before. This is what happens when 
you have companies that exist in these these echo chambers of extreme mm -hmm. leftism where they don't they don't have anybody they've ne they haven't hired anybody they won't allow anybody in who's of an opposing viewpoint yep. so when they go to bounce ideas off of each other like do you think we could do this does this seem reasonable you have a bunch of raving crazy people who are the ones who are going yeah that seems reasonable if you get a bunch of people in an insane asylum together and ask them whether or not like you know something completely insane makes sense they're gonna be like yeah that seems totally reasonable right like you get a ton of kleptomaniacs together diagnosed kleptomaniacs and you ask them if like shoplifting is okay they're gonna tell you yeah it's totally fine mm -hmm. like you can't you can't rely on that but they refuse to interact <laughs> with anybody who doesn't agree with them already it's like it's like the people that are uh very 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 strongly pro jab are now okay with nuclear war yeah because the only people that they interact with are also nuts are also like, people that follow that line of thinking yeah yeah they're also no. people who are completely mentally unstable and so, like yeah. so you get you get a bunch of crazy people together and they go, oh well, we workshopped this. You workshopped it among a bunch of <laughs> in an echo chamber asylum inmates. Like that was it. There was nobody with any alternative thinking at all. That's yeah, why so... it made sense to you. That's why you thought, well, but I already workshopped this. I don't understand why everyone's so mad. Well, that's because the rest of the human race that doesn't think like you is rational. <laughs> well, I mean, give or take. <laughs> So, or the at new least more rational. I mean, you know, maybe not True. rational, rational, but more rational than you are. And you yeah. didn't, you didn't look at any alternative viewpoints. You didn't look at any different viewpoints. You didn't talk to them. And it works on both sides of the fence, right? Like you will yeah. have mm -hmm. a whole group of neocons that will come up with something that is just like blatantly neo-fascist, and funny. yeah, and think that it just completely makes sense. And like, mm -hmm. well, why would you ever oppose this? Well, there, there are a lot of reasons to oppose it that you yeah. didn't find out about because you didn't bother to talk to anybody who didn't think the way you did already. Okay, uh, this, this, <laughs> the new policy, it, it really does read like a Mad Lib. The new policy, it says, uh, the new conditions were scheduled to be added to the restricted activity section of PayPal user agreement effective November 3rd. Changes included prohibition on, quote, the sending, posting, or publication of any message, content, or materials that promoted misinformation. While the prior policy already forbade hate, intolerance, and discrimination, the new one would have explicitly added the, to specific protected groups and individuals or groups based on protected characteristics. Identities under the umbrella included race, religion, gender, or gender identity, and sexual orientation. I think I actually didn't I post the their new agreement in uh in our telegram to you guys I I think when it came out. I yeah, I did. Because so. I also I not only highlighted this, I highlighted their uh new ban on all firearm components. Yes. Uh and accessories. Yes. Uh breaking the rule against misinformation and hate speech, quote, may subject you to damages, including liquidated damages of twenty five hundred US dollars per violation, which may be debated directly from your paypal account i if a, user, if a user agreement account holders accept or attest to payment is quote presently a reasonable minimum estimate of paypal's actual damages due to the expense the firm occurs 
by accounting for the violations as well as the damages to its reputation. There is no way that would hold up in court, first of all. There's no yes. freaking way. Second of all, if you stole $2,500 from me because you didn't like what I said, I am not, for legal reasons, I'm not allowed to say what my reaction would be, but it would be poor. Yes, uh, it also mentions that recently banned uh, from PayPal was uh, Gays Against Groomers. Mm-hmm. They, um, they, I mean, they've been doing that for a while. They've been banning mm -hmm. organizations and companies that they just don't like from yes. their platform um, for quite some time, which as a private company, they're technically allowed to do. However, and I love what Elon Musk made a point about with this when he was talking about Twitter, when you become a de facto public forum and you become a de facto um mm -hmm. uh, uh like public uh you know like public bazaar uh and money exchange which is kind of what paypal is right you may not necessarily be obligated to uphold the ideals of the bill of rights but you should probably feel obligated to yes if, if you take if you take a dime of public dollar you're not a private company well, yeah. Okay. And I mean, you know, and, and what, you know, and like Musk, his point too was with Twitter was like, Twitter is a public forum now, like whether they want to be or, you know, whether they want to admit that or not, they are. And regardless of how you feel about what private companies should and should not be able to do, the reality is that you should feel a level of obligation to behave in the best interests of the most people, not well, I mean, in the best interests of your own ideology anymore. Well, once you, once you become big enough, like Facebook, like Twitter, uh, that sort of thing, I, I agree with that. But like Truth Social, right? They're so small; it doesn't they don't, they don't, doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, Truth Social. I mean, you're better, not gonna you're not gonna, you're not gonna force a bakery to make a cake for a gay wedding just because they've made cakes for the majority of the town. Right. Right. So. Yeah, because they're they're not a they're a private company. They're not a de facto public service. Yeah, right. But when you get that big, you should feel inherently feel an obligation to then act as though you were under those obligations. So you would to, say it is it is not good that Facebook and the U.S. government have united against Americans with wrong views. Oh, fascist book is purely fascist book. Let's let's all be honest here. Like Zuckerberg is one step below actually wearing a brown shirt. Well, I mean, I I'm trying to do birds of a feather as as lizard people, and it's not really working for me. He's not a lizard person. He's an android. We all know. <laughs> Created by lizard people, dude. Even. This is the great thing. So if you're not familiar oh. with Grant Cardone, anybody who's not familiar with him should definitely check him out. He's super awesome. But Grant Cardone even posted a meme about steal his look with Mark Zuckerberg that included like human skin for like $58,000. <laughs> <was> awesome. oh. <laughs> well, it's been revealed by sources within the U.S. Department of Justice that direct messages that sent through Facebook by American users, along with public postings, 
have been rigorously monitored and reported to the FBI if they express anti-government, anti-authority views, or if they question the legitimacy of the November 2020 presidential elections outcome. Um, Dave, to, to your point about the, the patch, I actually have a design for that already. I can, yeah. I can definitely send you. Yeah. Um, they have a, let's see. You, I think you, you posted one in, in the group chat, but in the telegram chat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, under the terms of a secret collaboration agreement with the FBI, a Facebook staffer has over the past 19 months been red flagging content. They consider, they consider to be quote subversive and immediately transmitting it to the Bureau's Domestic Terrorism Operational Unit without the FBI having filed a single subpoena outside the established U.S. legal process without probable cause and in breach of the First Amendment, which is probably why I'm banned. Um, just as shockingly, the, these uh, intercepted communications were then provided as leads and tips to FBI field offices across the U.S., which in turn secured subpoenas in order to officially obtain the private conversations that they had already possessed and thus cover up the fact that the material has been obtained extra legally. Well, Facebook remember... Facebook invariably complied that, with the yeah. subpoenas, which would send back quote, gigabytes of data and photos within an hour, suggesting the content sought was already packaged and awaiting legal confirmation before distribution. Remember that according to U.S. case law, it does not matter if a private citizen used illegal means to obtain information that they then voluntarily provided to the police, it only matters whether or not the police use illegal means. Yes. So for instance, you can, I don't know, say be Batman and go to Hong Kong and kidnap a guy <laughs> and then dump him at the steps of the Gotham Police Department. That is actually completely legal for the police to then arrest him. It's just that but, the police are restricted. But Facebook is not a uh, private so, citizen, though. Well, but see, Facebook, though, Facebook is considered a private company under the law. They are not part of, according to the law, they are not part of government, which means government can go, oh, gosh, you gave me this, even though it totally violates the First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment that you gave it to me. Oh, well, you provided it. I didn't go looking for it. So now it's legal. Yeah, I've already called dibs on uh, on Jack being my uh, FEMA camp cellmate. <laughs> Yeah, Jack says, I hope we're on more than one together, meaning more than one list. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Dude, we're on so many lists at this point. We're on so many lists. There's hey, literally a, there's a white panel van that has just started parking outside of my house every day now. <laughs> it's it's funny yeah. because in the, in the middle of this article, there's an ad for bump and uh, and <laughs> bump on <it. laughs> Talk about targeted advertising. That is... Uh... Oh... Uh, it is uncertain quite how many users were flagged, this guy, uh, but it is abundantly clear a specific type of person was interested or was of interest to the FBI. Red-blooded conservative right-wingers, many of whom supported the right to bear arms, not, not one was connected to Antifa, BLM, or any other left-wing group was ever informed on. What a shock! How could It seems not a single Facebook user snitched upon for daring to be possessed of troublesome political opinions was ever arrested, 
or prosecuted for their wrong think, even though some were reportedly subject to covert surveillance and other forms of intrusion and harassment. You know who else was subject to covert surveillance? Uh, Aretha Franklin was subject to covert surveillance. Martin Luther King Jr. was subject to covert surveillance. Uh, Ernest Uh, Hemingway was subject to covert surveillance. Leonard Peltier. Covert surveillance. Speaking of Leonard Peltier, uh, the DNC, uh, one of their uh, committees just passed a resolution. Uh, They want Leonard Peltier released. It's going to the DNC for a full vote. Probably won't happen, but... That if you know, be, if you know the st- if you know the story, that's a hell of a story. That would be pretty shocking. It's and you'll notice that a lot of publications always call Leonard Peltier convicted cop killer. Leonard Peltier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first off, first off, he didn't kill cops. It was accessory after the fact, and the people that killed the police were found not guilty. Yeah, he was convicted of helping people who were found not guilty. Yes, wrong think hashtag. Mm-hmm. Uh, their views were constantly found to not translate to criminal criminality or violence. Their words were simply brutal condemnations of Biden's election and presidency and aggressive calls for protest. However, once the user's information reached FBI headquarters, it appears to have been selectively and misleadingly edited. Quote, the most erroneous parts highlighted and taken out of context uh, in order to perk the interest of field officers. Once the same data was sought and accessed for them via subpoena, the conversation, quote, did not sound as bad. And none pointed to any, quote, plan or orchestration to carry out any kind of violence. No one spoke of injuring, let alone killing anyone. Gee, it's almost like it's only about what wrong thing, and it's not actually about, you know, protecting anybody. The entire operations appears to have been, appears to have been a gigantic waste of time but given the Biden administration's rhetoric about the January 6th Capitol insurrection, I love that they put the insurrection in quotes, uh, <laughs> it would hardly surprise that the FBI was under intense political pressure or make as, to make as many arrests as possible of, quote, right-wing terrorists in order to make the sensationalist fantasies of the White House officials a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack, covertly watch them. That's what we'll do. <laughs> and we're banned. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, why'd your dog stop barking? <laughs> if I had a dog. Yes. Um, uh, luckily for those luckily for those Facebook users flagged by the FBI, none of them were victim of similar sting operations. Uh, although in the case of the October 2020 kidnapping targeted mission by militia members, 12 individuals involved uh, planning their work for the Bureau. So, yeah, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on, but I just I, I had to bring that up because, uh, like we've known we've known forever and a day that um, the Department of Justice has a backdoor into the FBI or a backdoor into Facebook. Like we, yep. we knew that they they gave they gave Facebook like twenty twenty billion dollars or whatever it was or or forty million dollars whatever it was, and they had they they bought access to to Facebook. I did not know that Facebook unsolicitedly was sending uh, names and, and posts to the federal government, though. Well, that's, I think we didn't know, but I think we all, we all suspected, though, right? Like, I think we all suspected that that was going on. And, you know, and I can remember, you know, in 2020, talking to people and being like, stop sending things in messages in Facebook. You guys are dumb. 
if you're going to be sending anti-government stuff in these messages, understand the FBI is reading if you're, all if of you're this. Using, if you're using a commercially available uh, device with apps downloaded from the Google Play Store, you, it doesn't matter what security you have, you're being monitored, bro. Period. Dude, in, Telegram has a different version yeah. for the Google Play Store that allows open access to government agencies and yeah. censors things yeah. than if yeah, you download it from them directly. <laughs> yes, the Google the Google Play Store version of Telegram will censor certain channels, but if you go through the through Telegram directly, telegram.org and download the that the the app directly from them, it's not censored. Yeah, their APK is different uh -huh. from them. And it's yes. actually a much more encrypted. It's still not truly secure, but it's yeah. much more encrypted and much more free if you go through them because they're not beholden to Google's terms of service to offer yes. the app on yes. Google Play. But now, even if you read through even, the developer's terms of service, they have to allow those backdoors yes. in order even, to be allowed. Even the Telegram direct download still bans RT America, though. Or mm -hmm. RT News. Um, I can I can see that there's new posts in the RT chat, but I, I can't access the RT chat. Oh, so. you can. You can. You just need to use a VPN. Yeah. No, but I mean Your VPN, just... sponsor me. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> just fishing for another sponsorship, man. I'm always looking for that next one. <laughs> if, if, if NordVPN sponsors us, I'm sure we could get Dave to make a patch form. For yeah, a Nord, a Nord. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, I would, I would love to have a love to have Nord as a sponsor. They sponsor like everyone else, man. Why can they not sponsor us? Like, I'm just saying. So, but that, uh, those, those lead us, those two articles lead us to this uh, John Rutherford Rutherford Institute. Uh, he did a piece called "All of Us Are in Danger When Anti-Government Speech Becomes Sedition." Um, and it's a long, you know, like that it's a thing long, that long the founding book. fathers specifically were like, dear God, this will be when like, the country is the completely... very, the very first thing in the bill of rights, <laughs> yeah. the right to free speech, not the, the not the right to free speech. Yeah. Hmm. Like, but I mean, like if you read, so if, if you read the federalist and anti-federalist papers, and you read the minutes of Congress during the debate over the First Amendment, almost universally, even the Federalists agreed that when governments started calling speech that was in opposition to itself sedition and treason, that was when the country had truly descended into uh, totalitarianism, basically, truly into tyranny again. And that that was what they feared. If we created a digital church and talked about things in there, would we be double protected since it's two violations of the First Amendment? I mean, by a paper shield. Yeah. I, uh, those I can are, think those of are a better one. <laughs> those, are, those, those are extremely <laughs> bulletproof. No. Not but... as bulletproof as Grantham's video today. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool that's, oh man that, that, was neat. that that round going off inside the inside the the, the cavity was just oh. when he sticks the entire the the entire uh, uh broom handle 
into the wound cavity like it just slides in there and he's like <laughs> i mean he, he might be okay <laughs> pulls out like the six inch section of rib oh he didn't need that anymore. yeah he didn't need that anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah that uh Spoiler alert, if you get shot with a 50, even if you have Call of Duty Modern Warfare levels of armor what did, on... What did it go through? It went through three plates? Three plates. It three, stopped three on level, the third. Three level three plates? Uh, yeah, three level... Were they level three or were they level four? I don't know. I think they were level four, I think, weren't they? I think they were level fours, yeah. Yeah, it went through three level four... And that's an FMJ. Through three level four plates before it stopped, like it was beautiful <laughs> watching it. Hit. Dave says, "Don't become branch comedians." I, <laughs> I mean, if if you're gonna go, I mean, fighting the government in a raid is is pretty high on the list. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> we could even call ourselves branch comedians, not actually be branch comedians, but just call ourselves that. And then what are they gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> If you can't say fuck, you can't say fuck the government. That's a Lenny Bruce. He's a comedian quote. Uh, Anti-government speech has become a four-letter word. In more and more cases, the government is declaring war on what should be protected political speech. Whenever it challenges the government's power, reveals the government's corruption, exposes the government's lies, and encourages the citizenry to push back against the government's many injustices. Indeed, there is a long and growing list of the kinds of speech that the government considers dangerous enough to red flag and subject to censorship, surveillance, investigation, and prosecution. Hate speech, conspiratorial speech, treasonous speech, threatening speech, inflammatory speech, radical speech, anti-government speech, extremist speech, etc. Things are about to get even dicier for those who believe in fully exercising their rights of political expression. Indeed, the government's seditious conspiracy charges against Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers, and several of his associates for the alleged involvement in the January 6th Capitol riots pushed the entire concept of anti-government political expression on trial. Enacted during the Civil War to prosecute secessionist, seditious conspiracy makes it a crime for two or more individuals to conspire to, quote, overthrow, put down, or destroy by force the U.S. government or to levy war against it, or to oppose by force, or try to prevent the execution of any law. It's a hard charge to prove, and the government's track record hasn't been the greatest. It's been almost a decade since the government tried to make a seditious conspiracy charge stick against a small Christian militia accused of plotting to kill police officers and attack attendees at a funeral in order to start a civil war, and it lost the case, meaning that the government lost the case. Although the government was able to show that the Hutri had strong anti-government vil- the Hutri are a Michigan militia. Uh, the Hutri had strong anti-government views. The judge ruled in U.S. versus Stone that quote offensive speech and a conspiracy to do something other than forcefully resist a positive show of authority by the federal government is not enough to sustain a charge of seditious conspiracy. Whether or not prosecutors are able to provide or able to prove their case that Rhodes and his followers intended to actually overthrow the government, the blowback will be felt far and wide by anyone whose political views can be labeled anti-government. All of us are in danger. Which is not wrong. 
No, I mean, it's, and that's the thing, like, I think that, that a lot of people need to realize, and, and unfortunately, like, it's been a trend you know, for a very long time in the United States, and people don't realize that just because the government's on your side today well, does not mean that they'll be on your side tomorrow, and the the powers that you're encouraging them to have and the liberties you're encouraging them to take yes. are going to be the things that they then wield against you when they turn against you. They are not your friend. No matter what you think, no one in government is your friend. Well, not only that, but um, the word sedition, the word treason, the word uh, uh, conspiracy, they're expanding. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're, they're starting they're, they're, they're like, they were this little umbrella and it meant this. And now it means more than that, and it means more than that. And, it means, and every time it gets used, every time it gets to applied to things that aren't actually seditious, things that aren't actually treasonous, things that aren't actually part of a conspiracy, it just it, it expands the word. And the, the, the word goes from this, this actual definition into a huge umbrella term that just yeah. it, it, it pulls so much underneath it. And it's, it's, it's become... It, it went from something to be feared to being called uh, to a gotcha term, right? It's it's being called treasonous or seditious, um, subversive, well, things like that. It, they're, they're, right, they're right up there with being called racist or sexist or or whatever now. Well, don't it, forget it means, that the it means, people it, it literally that. means nothing. Yeah, windows. The shifts, people Jack. who started the people who started that ball rolling of calling things treasonous were the conservatives, not. Mm-hmm. the progressives it was the conservatives and was ju- during george w bush's presidency yes. that is when that term started getting thrown around at things like people cr- saying not my president people criticizing the president and openly defying government that was when the conservatives started calling all of that stuff treason that is when it started and now again like i said that that the government is always going to be on your side or the let you think the that they're on your side. The government is never on your side. The government right, is on they, the government side. Yeah, they, they won't always let you think that they're on your side. The gov- they won't always the government not just has temporary you. alliances with people. Right. So when the conservatives started to push the window to allow that to be a thing that got said in relation to just being anti-government, that is when this ball started rolling. It was used and now a these chickens lot. are starting. Yeah, and it now was these used chickens a lot are under under move. Obama. Yep, under Obama, the the word treason and sedition, incredibly, and the the word was everywhere. Well, I mean, even before that, like I said, Bush's second term, right? Like Bush's yeah. second term, I heard that constantly in conservative circles. Yeah, constantly where you heard people talking about that's treasonous that's treason that's tantamount to treason and you heard it getting applied by conservatives to people who were critical of bush yes like just the nature of being critical of george w bush was being declared treason i heard it like a lot of people might argue that now because they have very convenient memories but like i was in hardcore conservative circles at the time all right we're, we're talking about 05, 06. Like, if you're familiar with me, you may know some things about what I was doing in those years. I was in very <laughs> hardcore conservative circles. And I'm telling you that that was getting thrown around all the time at the time. And that was the first time in my life I had ever heard anybody in the U.S. 
throw those words around like that. And, you know, and, and I had really largely always when I was younger heard that term getting used as a, well, they called being critical of King George treason. Like that, that was always a bad thing that like, that was a sign of tyranny. If somebody starts calling you being critical of government treason. Mm -hmm. And then after nine 11, all of a sudden conservatives are throwing that word around without a second thought. And they started this ball rolling. And now those chickens have come home to roost. Yeah. yeah like conservatives absolutely. started this. They are not innocent here. They made this happen. This is a perfect yeah. well, demonstration. Was, that word was thrown around under, under Carter too. When the, uh, or not Carter, uh, under Ford also when the economy went really, really bad. Not to that level though. I mean, there, it was, it was, it, it was, it used to be such a revert, um, uh, revered word that it was just whispered in the shadows, and now it's now it's part of the everyday lexicon. I, I see yeah. I see the word on Twitter all the time. I don't think treason can actually exist. Like it's not a real thing. Treason I, can I, exist in treason can exist in anything but tyrannical regimes. It's the only place that it can exist because in a free society, treason can't happen. Guy Fox treason. Huh? Guy Fox is treasonous. Yeah, but that was in a free society. No, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a free society, and I would just mm -hmm. call that an act of war, that an invalid act of war, <laughs> in my opinion. That's it was guerrilla warfare. Deal with it. Like we need to do it. we need to do an episode on guerrilla warfare one of these days. <laughs> there's so many episodes oh, we need. To, there's there's that's... so many episodes we need to do an episode on that we're never oh. gonna do. All the episodes. Yeah, well, because I don't want to go to prison. Um, <laughs> I'm already banned from Facebook. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, Dave said, it, 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 he actually texted me. That, it, do you mean Grantham? Like Mike texted you the other day? Like, is that what you're talking about? The Mike yeah. texted Because I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm pretty sure that Mike actually, he's flannel daddy. Uh, that that That's Grantham, mm -hmm. Mike Jones. Um, I'm pretty sure he actually taught the SEER course, one of the SEER courses mm -hmm. I took. Um, pretty sure. Not 100% sure. I, I only vaguely remember, but he, he might have actually taught the SEER course. Um, the Because, yeah, he's a real pipe hitter. Look at that. Um, and also pretty fucking openly anti-government based as hell. Uh, Look at how military, that worked. Military officer got arrested for treason for selling military medical records to Russia. Yeah, treason treason can exist in a, in a free society. Yeah. That's, what, that's what Andrew just said. It, it only it can only exist in um in a tyrannical system. Right? We yeah. live in a tyrannical system. So, yeah, people can commit treason. Yeah, people can do things like that mm -hmm. because you have government because you have this Tyranny, centralized yeah. authority. And without that, there's no way to to commit treason. The you you need governments in order for treason to exist. Now betrayal can exist. Betrayal of your fellows can exist. That is a thing. But the mm -hmm. term treason means something specific. Yes. And it's a the, the term treason implies that you're you are acting seditiously against the government to the detriment of the country as a whole. And that's what treason implies. 
And if there's no government, if you're in a truly free society, you can't have treason. Yeah. There's no government for you to act against. We're not we're not free, so treason's not necessarily wrong. Yeah, there's I, I think that if you are I mean it depends because I, I think you can act maliciously for the sake of acting maliciously. I think you can oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 2020 that. people. You know, it's like my one of my big things is, you know, like w- one of the things that I like about, you know, what um uh yeah, Grant, did. Grantham Grantham message. He just sent me a picture. It was Grantham okay. message. Yeah. yeah, so it's Mike. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um Mike's cool dude. Cool dude. No. Big fan of Mike. Um, but anyway, so what I was saying though is, um, you know, the, uh, the thing is, is that you can act maliciously. And one of the things that I appreciated about like what Julian Assang did is he always made sure that he didn't expose anybody who could be hurt Mm -hmm. by like actually hurt. So like Intel workers who are in the field, you know, guys that I work with. You know, guys like me, when when we were there, he never exposed us in a place in a way that we would get murdered immediately for being exposed by his stuff. He always made sure that people people weren't being hurt. Yeah, government secrets. Government secrets. People's secrets. Yeah, exactly. He always made sure he didn't hurt people. I think that that's something that you should be upset about. Like that's that's a legit legitimate thing to be upset about. Is if you're hurting people, but if you're hurting government, like I don't fucking care. Like <laughs> hurt them. That's that's fine. Like I don't care. Screw like the government. The, like the lawyer that was arrested for throwing Molotovs at police cars. <laughs> uh, in recent years, the government has has used the phrases has used in recent years, the government has used the phrase domestic terrorist interchangeably with anti-government, extremist, and terrorist. To describe anyone who might fall somewhat on a very broad spectrum of viewpoints that could be considered dangerous. The ramifications are so far-reaching as to render almost every American with an opinion about the government or who knows someone with an opinion about the government an extremist in word, deed, thought, or by association. You see, the government doesn't care if you or someone you know has a legitimate grievance. It doesn't care if your criticisms are well-founded, and it certainly doesn't care if you have the First Amendment right to speak truth to power. When the government, What the government cares about is whether what you're thinking or speaking or sharing or consuming as information has the potential to challenge its stranglehold on power. Why else would the FBI, CIA, NSA, and other government agencies be invested, investing in corporate surveillance technologies that can mine constitutionally protected speech on social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Why else would the Biden administration be likening those who share, quote, false or misleading narrative or conspiracy theories or other forms of mis- or dis- or malinformation to terrorists? According to the Department of Homeland Security's Terrorism Bulletin, quote, threat actors seek to exaggerate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. People shouldn't ever trust government institutions, period. So if you're undermining (laughs) people's trust in government institutions, like, let me shake your hand. Good job. Keep up the good work. Sam Adams is proud of you. 
Yeah, you're doing the Lord's work. Yes. Uh, what country can preserve its liberties if its rulers are not warned from time to time that the people preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. That's a, a quote from Jefferson. Uh, Franklin says, quote, democracy is two wolves in a land voting on what to have for lunch. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. Thomas Paine, Marquet de Lafayette, John Adams, Patrick Henry will most certainly be labeled domestic extremist for exo- for exhorting Americans to defend themselves against the government if it violates their rights. He's not not wrong. I don't know where Andrew went. Andrew disappeared. <sighs> um, he says, uh, uh, "If we get Patrick Henry, the ultimate end could be going to be death. Uh, conduct your own experiment into what the government's tolerance of speech that challenges authorities, and see for yourself. Stand on the street corner, or in a courtroom, at a city council meeting, or a university campus, and try denouncing the government with some of the founders' rhetoric." My guess is that you won't last long before you get thrown out, shut up, or threatened with arrest, or at the very least accused of being a radical, a troublemaker, a sovereign citizen, a conspiracy theorist, or an extremist. Or maybe you'll just get defined. It's happening all across the country. Which is, is not wrong. It's not wrong at all, what he's saying. No, there. it's it, – I, I mean, and that's the thing is, yeah, you, you see that everywhere where as soon as anybody – I mean, we saw that during uh, during the, the COVID bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. we saw where people would show up to, like, uh, to they, school they meetings. They, they, they wrote a letter to the DOJ asking them to investigate parents that wanted a say in their children's education. Yeah. Like, that's – we. so we've seen this. Like, this isn't a – this isn't a, a – um, like an academic thing like we've literally watched recently this happen and i think that it's very telling you know that so many more people are starting to notice it because like we were talking about at the time a lot of us in you know in the anarchist movement and stuff we were talking about at the time and pointing out like hey conservatives guess what like you guys started this you really did. And all they're doing is just adopting your tactics and, and building off of what you started. Left wing, right wing, same shit covered pigeon, right? So, like, we pointed this out. Oh, uh, yeah. It's my favorite my favorite term I've coined. The left. It doesn't matter if it's a left wing or a right wing. They're on the same shit covered pigeon. Um, but, like... <laughs> It's a stupid fucking pigeon, bro. <laughs> it is. Well, and the reason I use a pigeon is because remember that no matter whether you win or not against a pigeon playing chess, it'll still shit all over the board and knock over the pieces and start around like it won. That's my point. Is left wing, <laughs> right wing, it's the same shit covered pigeon, right? Like it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong, they're still going to knock over the pieces and start around like they won no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because they're too dumb to know anything any other way. The thing is, is that like we saw all of this coming at the very beginning of the pandemic. We saw this shit starting to develop. And long before it, we saw it developing. And we're bringing things up. And people didn't want to listen. And now that they're, they finally saw what we were warning them was coming, now suddenly they care. But the window shifted. 
right? The window's already shifted, man. This has already been a thing that's changed. And trying to walk that back is not a thing that I think you can do under reasonable means. No, it's like it's like, you know, trying to trying to pick up, you know, spilled milk, right? Trying to put the milk back under the carton after you already spilled it. Right? It's it's it's, it's not gonna work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's not gonna work. The only way that you can you can't change what's happening now. You can only try to get around what is happening now. Um, you know, as as we, we, we talked about in, in on the Vanu podcast with me and Shane, right? When the government goes high tech, you go low tech. Right? There there's there's government is reactionary. It's not it's not necessarily uh, proactive. The, the government reacts to things that already exist. So you have to be constantly changing in order to stay ahead of the government. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, man, it's been a long time since I was on one of Shane's podcasts. It's probably been what, four years, three years. Jesus. Something like that. It's been a long time. Um, but like, that's, yeah. I mean, that's one of those things is like, you need to realize that. And well, what is it they, that we talked about? Like 40% of Americans are, are of the opinion. We're already in the beginning stages of a civil war. Uh, 40 i think it's 45 percent, something like that yeah it's it's a significant amount but like the thing is is like where we're at now we've gone too far now mm-hmm. you can't walk this back like this is this has already happened well okay not a, not only is it only not as it not as it already not only has it already happened but they're openly admitting that it's already yeah. happened which means it actually happened a long time ago and they're just now letting you know about it because it's so far along that you can't stop it. Yeah, because what are you right? going to do like, about it's it? Like, it's like the, the, the recession. It's like the recession. The recession is already happening. They're just not mm-hmm. saying it. And once they admit that it is happening, the fucking the dam's going to break. Well, and they're saying what? Uh, current in, reported inflation is at 8.5%, I think is what I saw yeah. for the last thing. Yeah, it's, it's, which it's, means, twice, it's twice that. I just went grocery. Yeah, real, yeah it's clo- we're approaching 20%. Yeah. And what is 20% 70, inflation? $75. $75 for 12 gallons of gas on Saturday. Yeah. Um, $75 for 12 gallons of gas. Regular, by in, the way. Uh, yeah, here in Wisconsin for premium, I filling Lindsay's car. Lindsay's car is a 16-gallon tank. I was basically on E. Filling it cost me $70 and change. Filling my truck cost me from a quarter tank cost me $90. Yeah, and change. Like that's <laughs> Actually, it was ninety nine dollars. If I remember, it was ninety nine dollars and change, which makes me laugh because the um, the pump. If you swipe at the pump, it gives you a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. like as a balance to use. Yeah, hundred dollars. Which limit. means if my tank's completely empty, I actually have to try and fill twice. Yeah. To actually fill my tank. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just it's wrong. It's so messed. But up. like this, this is. <sighs> That like bar in Idaho is looking better and better, I Andrew. <laughs> Dude, there are um there have been some job listings in Montana that I've been eyeballing real hard. And um, <laughs> I got I got offered a I got offered a couch in, in Wyoming again. I I have to work for my current employer for six months or I gotta pay him back for a six month sign on bonus. But I bought a the, I bought a lottery ticket today. So I went down and got lunch <laughs> and I bought a lottery ticket. So we're gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but I mean, like, everybody in the chat is getting a free baby goat if I win the lottery. 
So he's gonna go all Oprah, and you get a baby goat, and you get, a baby goat, and you get everybody gets a baby goat. Yes, <laughs> but only if you're in the chat tonight. I'm keeping a list. That was uh, shells. That was at Quick Trip yesterday. That it was a hundred dollar limit. So um, yeah, they but, won't. They won't. They won't let you use credit cards now, at my local gas station. Really? You buy gas with credit cards because so many people are defaulting on the credit cards. No, it's nuts, dude. I mean, I work. You know, I work in the subprime lending world. So uh -huh. when economies get tough, my job gets easier. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just the, the fact of the matter, right? Like, yeah, when, I mean, when the economy it's... gets like crap, then there are more people who are subprime, and they're still they still need financing, right? They still want to buy a house, mm -hmm. so they got to find that financing somewhere. So, but like, we are seeing a massive boom, which I think says a lot. <laughs> Yes, yes, Scott. Literally, or, or Scott. Yes, Dave. Literally, any state is better than where I'm at right now. Yeah, it is. Literally. literally <laughs> it okay, okay. Okay. I take that back. Um, uh, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Delaware. No. no. Yeah, that's true. New no, York. Upstate, upstate New York. Upstate New York is, is better. Uh, New York City. No. Uh, Southern Illinois. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Chicago. Ooh. No. I wouldn't even go with Southern Illinois. I've been to Southern Illinois. Mm -mm. Illinois is Wisconsin's Mexico. And <laughs> there's a reason that we call it our Mexico. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not allowed to fortify the border. I, I heard I heard a joke today, Oklahoma. <laughs> you know why there's so many tornadoes in Oklahoma? Because Kansas sucks and Texas blows. <laughs> it's also accurate. Um, but, you know, but like, again, I mean, really what this is, though, is that like some of us saw that all of this coming and everybody else who's just now noticing and it's too late. By the time you guys have noticed, it's mm -hmm. too late. It's already happened. Like we tried to warn you. We spent years trying to warn you <laughs> that this shit was coming, and you were like, eh, "But I mean, yeah, they're they're extremists. They don't. I mean, they're cra They are the extremists, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know about. And now, does anything we say on this podcast seem all that extreme? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I mean. I there's a lot of things that I want to say that I won't say on the podcast. Oh yeah. Because, because number one, I want the podcast to still exist. Yeah. Right. Dude, I have an artillery round behind me. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are many things. Um, you know, my office is covered with, with patents for firearms designs. Um, <laughs> the, <coughs> but I won't even go into what that thing wrapped up in uh, plastic wrap Stop. over here is. <laughs> it's just a block of aluminum. It's all this. Yeah. Um, but you know the thing is, is like what what we're starting to see from a lot of these authors and stuff that are starting to put stuff out is they are talking very openly now about mm -hmm. the dystopian reality that we're finding ourselves in, mm -hmm. and I think it's very telling that so many otherwise 
somewhat mainstream media are starting to talk about like are we in a civil war are we heading into civil war are we are we in tyranny are we heading into tyranny you know they're starting to acknowledge this stuff there's, a, uh, there's one that i keep i, I kind of want to discuss uh, not on the, not on this episode but at a at another time um and it's wasn't the title of that one it said uh uh should red should red states band together and form a nato like alliance yeah, because NATO's working out so hot for the world. Yeah, that's a uh, Western Journal article, and it's a it's you can't really read that article without getting some feels. No, I mean, I think you know it's there are an alarming number of parallels between. Not just World War II, like the, the interwar, interwar mm -hmm. years leading into World War II, but the years leading into World War I and now, which are far more alarming, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because World War I happened because of like things like hyper-nationalism, you know, xenophobia, um, uh, a lot of economic downturn issues and things. Um the multinationalism trying to be a thing that that just didn't work you know i mean you know part of the reason why you know the world war one started was because there were so many countries in the austro-hungarian empire that wanted independence and couldn't get them and get it and they were willing to do whatever it took to try and get independence and that tore the world apart yep so would and, you say that uh turning taiwan into a giant weapons depot would maybe not be good to world peace how could that possibly <laughs> go wrong there's a new york times article <laughs> american officials are intensifying efforts to build a giant stockpile of weapons in taiwan after studying recent naval and air force exercises by the chinese military around the island my question is, what weapons are you going to stockpile there? You're sending them all to Ukraine, fuckers. You don't have anything anymore. The, the exercise showed that China would probably blockade the island as a prelude to any attempted invasion. And Taiwan would have to hold on its own until the United States or other nations intervene, if they decided to do that, the current and former officials say. You know, my favorite thing about the idea of, of Taiwan being invaded, my favorite thing, flat oh. out, all honesty, my favorite thing about that idea is the fact that Taiwan has so much fucking money mm -hmm. and such a relatively small military. Mm -hmm. They would hire mercenaries like hell. Yep. And they would pay them well. And yep. uh, South Pacific Legion. I could use some money. So... <laughs> Oh. I may suddenly find myself with a valuable job opportunity. Yes. Uh, so hold on, hold on. The United States and its allies have prioritized sending weapons to Ukraine, which is reducing those countries' stockpiles. And arm makers are reluctant to open new production lines without a steady stream of long-term orders. Obviously, because they have to retool. Do you know what it takes to build a weapon? Are you kidding me? Like, there's a huge amount of cost involved. If I don't know that I'm going to make a decent amount of money doing that, why would I 
start building shit. Yes. Uh, and it's unclear how China might respond if the United States accelerates shipments of weapons to Taiwan, a democratic, self-governing island that Beijing claims is Chinese territory. Despite having literally no historical claim whatsoever in the history of planet Earth to it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to point out. <laughs> uh, U.S. officials are determining the quality and types of weapons sold to Taiwan by quietly telling Taiwanese officials and American arm makers that they will reject orders for some large systems in favor of greater numbers of smaller, more mobile weapons. The Biden administration announced September 2nd that it had approved a sixth weapon package for Taiwan, a $1.1 billion sale. One six one point one billion dollars sale that includes sixty harpoon coastal anti ship missiles. U.S. officials are also discussing how to streamline the sale and delivery process. You know what historically works hold on, out hold really on, hold well. On, hold, for on, countries? hold on, hold on. President Joe Biden said last month that the United States is quote not encouraging Taiwan's independence, adding that their decision. That's their decision. Since 1979, Washington has had a policy of reassuring Beijing that it does not support independence. But China's foreign minister, Wang Yi, said a speech at the Asia Society last month that the United States was undermining that position, quote, by repeated official exchanges of arms sales, including many offensive weapons. Well, first of all, <laughs> I mean, China ain't wrong there. Uh, yeah, we obviously are. But second of all, Yes, I, I'm I'm 100% behind you on this one, Dave. Dude, that's Pay me in general, Tao Chicken, and let's go. That's Chinese. That's not the same Chinese. thing. You know what they, Taiwan they, has? They, they claim Taiwan as their country, so we can get General Tao from Taiwan. You, you know, you know what Taiwan it's a, has? Association. Association. Taiwan has a fabulous whiskey industry. A fabulous whiskey industry. One of my favorite. You get of the all whiskey. I'll take the General Taos. They can pay me in. We'll, in we'll, plan the battle. we'll do the battle plan. We'll do the battle plan um, over dinner. But I want to point out first of all, Taiwan has one of the freest, if not the freest, economies in the world. It is incredible. I think, I, think I think it's in the top four or five. Which is why they've become such an economic powerhouse to the point where the United States even gives a shit. Yeah. Is because. Man, do they have money. Um, because they're so free, people can just go, I want to start a business and then do it. Um, which they can't do in the United States. Um, but Taiwan, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that Taiwan is in a position where China, for no reason other than they do have so much money, is claiming that they're in their territorial waters. Mm -hmm. Um it's a load of bullshit. They've never had a historical claim to them. Um, Japan has more of a historical claim to Taiwan. Korea has more of a historical claim to Taiwan than China will ever have. Um, they've both controlled that island. China has not. Um, they're not Chinese. They're Taiwanese. They're they're much uh, closer culturally, historically to, to Taiwan Korea. is not a member of NATO. It's not. Um, Taiwan, however, is very friendly to the United States and they have large amounts of money. The thing is that 
if the United States still had what we used to have, the Monroe Doctrine, you could justify, I sell weapons to everybody. Mm-hmm. And just keep selling them weapons, and Taiwan happens to have a shit ton of money, and they want to buy a bunch of weapons. So we're going to sell them weapons. Why wouldn't we? Um, but what I was going to say before, though, is you know what historically works out super well for countries? Opening up a war mm-hmm. on two fronts. Yes. On opposing ends. You know, like, say, on the West against Russia and the East against China. That surely will work out well. Just super great. You know, because it worked out so well for Germany a couple times. It's worked out well for France. Uh, Taiwan's GDP per capita is 71244 which is mm-hmm. number nine, which is the ninth highest. They are Lu- wild. Luxembourg, Luxembourg being the highest. Well. And then Ireland. Ireland, Qatar, Singapore, um, Brunei, Darai, can you pronounce that? <clears throat> UAE, Switzerland, Norway, Taiwan. Ireland's Taiwan. really that highly ranked. Yeah. Well, they don't have a military. To well, we don't have much money on it. Well, we do have a military. We, we, <laughs> but, yeah, you don't spend that much money on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the military is constitutionally, just like Mexico, is constitutionally not allowed to deploy aggressively. Um, and, uh, it's almost everything secondhand and not only that, but the, the, the issue though, that I have with that is that the majority of that is tied up with landowners. It's tied up with very, yeah. a very small segment mm-hmm. of the population. Ireland people that, people that don't, people that don't start their own cars. Yeah. It's generally very, very poor. There's a huge amount of Ireland is very poor. Trust me. Um, poor, poor, What's poor. The- Let's let's get out of this because we got two more articles and then we can uh, we can finish up. Do you have anything else you want to say on on the United States leading us into World War Three to arm uh, to arm Taiwan? No, I, I think I summed it up when I said yeah because historically it works out so well for countries to have wars <laughs> on two opposing fronts. That's just always worked. It's what could go wrong. Yeah. So all right. Um, California man fined a thousand dollars for drawing lines on maps. <laughs> Andrew what? just did that that Labrador head twist. What thing? Yes. What? Ryan Crownholm, an entrepreneur in Los Angeles, is fighting the state of California for giving him a one thousand dollar fine for drawing maps. Crownholm, who is the founder of MySitePlan.com. A website that allows people to purchase informal maps for their property drawn from pre-existing information and images was issued a citation from the California Board of Professional Engineers, Land Surveyors, and Geologists who claimed that Cromholm and his site were illegally practicing land surveying without a license. You need a license to look at a map and draw a picture? (laughs) No, no. You need a license to provide a map. Oh, I see. So yes, if I yes. draw it for myself, that's okay. But the moment I hand it to somebody, no, okay. no it's not okay. The board stated that to, quote, depict the location of property lines, fixed works, and the geographical relationship thereto, quote, uh, requires a license and required Crown Home to not only pay a $1,000 fine, but also stop his business. 
the board's language that anyone who, quote, depicts the location of property lines and features those within the lines needs to be licensed. It could be interpreted that anyone who has ever drawn a map of California without a license is breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, he's, I looked at a picture, he's, and I drew some squiggles, and yes. therefore, I broke you're the now, law. You're now a map maker, and you owe $1,000 to the state of California for not having a license for drawing those squiggles. Meriwether Lewis <laughs> is currently rolling over in his grave. I, 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 you could say that name, Meriwether Lewis, and probably half the people on the podcast, half people listening, maybe two thirds of the people listening, have no idea who that is. Oh yeah, I, I, know. I know who I know who that is because I, I love that sort of stuff. I, I, I'm just like, so if you're unfamiliar, so there was a point where <laughs> the United States purchased a bunch of land from Napoleon Bonaparte of France. It's known as the Louisiana Purchase because they bought what was previously known as the Louisiana Territory. And then the president, which was Jackson, I hope. Uh, Andrew Jackson uh, decided that he wanted it mapped. So he sent a pair of people known as Lewis and Clark <laughs> to go explore this land and draw a bunch of maps and stuff about what was there and survey exactly where it was. Uh, one of those people involved in that was Meriwether Lewis. He was the cartographer. Yes. Yes. And uh, second Lieutenant William Clark. And 30 members sent out from Camp Dubois in Illinois in 1804. Yes. Oh. And uh, they were supposed to stop at the edge of the Louisiana Purchase, which they didn't. Um, they actually went all the way to the Pacific Ocean. Yes. Um, interestingly, that also would lead almost directly to the uh, crisis what? over the northwestern border of the United States versus Thomas Canada. Thomas Jefferson uh, is the one that. Was oh, it Jefferson? It was Jefferson. Okay, yeah, it's I couldn't remember. It was Jefferson? Jack. I yeah. anyway. Um, I'm sure somebody from my alma mater right now is just glaring at their screen like you son of a bitch. You know better. You don't. Um, yeah, but the yeah, it, it was Jefferson. Um, well, Jefferson bought it. I couldn't remember if it was Jefferson or it was by the time Jackson was president. They actually went out. Yes. Um, yes, Jefferson. So. The they actually went all the way to the west. They drew their whole way. They uh, met a what fourteen? Was she was Sacagawea fourteen? I think fourteen Four, years 14, old. Fourteen or fifteen, something like that. Yeah, really young. Yeah, um, who went with them? Um, she, she's the one on the gold dollar. Yep, uh, she went with them to help guide them because she spoke a whole shit ton of languages, and so she could help them out. She was super useful. Yep. Um, and her tribe was trying to make very nice with. The, the scary, Americans. the scary, because they didn't want free blankets. 
that's what that's what it was well i mean what it was was so they the the french had been super nice to them i mean the french okay. generally dealt really really fairly with with natives with and so hat. that the only white people they had really ever dealt with was the french so they assumed that the americans were probably going to be pretty nice to them too so they're like we want to get in really good with these guys boy was that an error in general. big mistake big mistake um but they uh so she went with them and stuff they wound up going all the way to the the pacific northwest to yeah, they, uh, the they found or they, they came across the, the salmon river the river of no return followed that to the columbia and followed the columbia to the pacific ocean yeah, and it's funny because uh, it wasn't long after that that there was this stupid debate over the the northern border of the United States and exactly how it was going to be, and well, which Russia. originates in Minnesota, which is fun. Yeah, Russia um, claimed a lot of that. Well, the Great Britain claimed that. Um, the what's interesting is so Great Britain was claiming the section and the originally the northern border of minnesota was supposed to be this nice flat line coming off this northwest section of lake until they figured out that oh it turns out that that lake isn't there neither is the mississippi we're like <laughs> 600 miles off and <laughs> so they had to redraw it and they managed to make it go all the way to about oregon washington that area and that's where things got sticky and then there's this island that's in debate and there's a war over a pig and uh <laughs> If you haven't heard about the the pig war, uh, look up my favorite account of it is uh, History Oversimplified's account of the the pig war. Absolutely hysterical mm -hmm. and and it totally true. So absolutely. You know you, you know you know what they should really look up. They should look up your YouTube channel where you're going to do a video on that. On the the border, the northern border of the United States. On the pig war, you can just the sit war. there and talk for fifteen minutes. You'll you'll love it. They'll love it. It's it's just as retarded as it sounds. <laughs> it also involves several key members from history that you will have heard of, which is fun. Um, no. But, it's, but uh, it's literally a war over a pig. Yeah, Crown Home has teamed up with the Institute for Justice. Uh, they've taken his case, and they're taking California to court. As they sh fucking <sighs> should. Yes. They talk about ridiculous. He's drawing yeah. pictures. And pictures yeah. that he straight up said were not, not official. Not only that, not, not only is he drawing pictures that he act, it, it actually says there's a disclaimer at the top of the site that says, quote, this is not a legal survey, nor is it intended to be or replace one. He drew a picture for that's, you. That's also but, listed in, in the company's about section, which clearly states it uses publicly available information such as Google Maps. Uh, GIS and other programs with satellite imagery to create its digital drawings. It says, quote, if your building department does not require a survey engineer or architect, stamp our plans. Uh, architect stamp our plans are just what you need. See, and that's the thing is like it's it's the equivalent of like because like in Wisconsin, there's a big trend. And I don't know if they do it in California. I would assume they probably do where uh, there's like these aerial photography companies. Mm -hmm. They go around to farms and sell, yep. you know, an aerial photo of your farm and the yep. land that makes up your farm and stuff. Okay. Those are all sold with a disclaimer that these are not represent legally representative of the actual property lines and not to be construed as an actual survey. Because obviously they're not. They took a photo yep. of approximately what they figure probably is. This yep. is what he's um, doing. And he's drawing a picture. It's even less official than a photo. Yeah, and the first claim they said that the uh, so the Institute of Justice is bringing three claims against the board. He says, uh, the first one, uh, the board violates Crown Home's First Amendment right to free speech, right? Okay, so that's First Amendment. 
Uh, secondly, they argue that, quote, California's definition of land surveying is unconstitutionally overbroad and unconstitutionally vague. The team argues third for a, quote, in the alternative claim under the 14th Amendment, meaning that the board's regulations should advance legitimate government interests and not discriminate against, quote, similarly situated people, uh, which in this case refers to Crown Home or other people who draw their own site plans. So... Yeah, he says it's not legal. It's it's not it's not a legitimate legal surveyed map. Yeah, he straight up says like I'm not professionally surveying this. This yeah. is purely for your your display purposes. Yes, but they're still going to find him a thousand dollars and say that. Uh, no, you can't do that. You can, you can't you can't draw lines on a satellite picture. This is, you know what this is? This is the equivalent of like, you know, on like Etsy, there are those things that you can buy where it's like the top 3D <laughs> topographical maps of like yes. counties and states and yes. stuff. Yes. This is the equivalent of fining them for not having a license mm -hmm. to sell those. Yes. Um, That's I, what this is. Like, because all he's doing is doing something for your own entertainment, your own like display on your wall and stuff. <laughs> it's not a legal thing. Yes. Okay. Last one. Let's get into uh, this is this is probably your second or third favorite subject. Hundreds of Virginians have had firearms confiscated through red flag laws. Uh, <laughs> Andrew's twitching. Uh, hundreds of Virginians have had their guns confiscated from them through red flag laws since those rules went into effect one to two years ago, according to data. Uh, in the Virginia Firearms Transaction Center. You know, fun fact, uh, the the uh, 100 virgins that you get uh, when you die uh, in Islam is actually a mistranslation. It was 100 Virginians, so Thomas Jefferson just kicks your ass. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Uh, red flag laws allow police to seize firearms from a person if a judge deems him or her to be a threat to himself or others, even if the person has not been convicted of a crime, charged fucking pop of it uh cannot be convicted or hasn't been convicted of a crime charged with a crime or even accused of a crime the law passed the general assembly when democrats had control of both chambers and were signed by former democratic governor ralph northam the legislation received staunch opposition from the republican minority at the time uh virginia judges have issued at least 327 emergency substantial risk protection order which allow police to temporarily confiscate firearms to address the immediate risk Judges have issued 257 permanent substantial risk uh, protection orders, which compensates the guns permanently unless overturned through the court system. That's just shy of 600 times this yes. has been used. Yes. Oh, that's, that's 600 violations of shall not be infringed without conviction. Just since it was passed, which was yes. two years ago. Uh, July twenty, July one, twenty twenty, uh, through August twenty twenty two. So an average of like so one every two and a half 20, days. Twenty five months. Yeah. Six, nearly six hundred confiscations. Yeah, it's like one every two and a half days. Yes. Uh, gun groups have been critical of the law ever since it was proposed because mu how much authority it granted to a judge, and because a person might have the gun seized before he has a chance to defend himself in court. Yeah, you don't have to be 
convicted of anything. You don't have to be uh, arrested for anything. You don't even have to be accused of anything for mm-hmm. a red flag warrant to be issued. There And there have been several people who have gotten into shootouts with police mm-hmm. and died because the police showed up to confiscate their guns without due process and without true just cause simply because somebody said they might potentially theoretically be a threat to someone or themselves or because of a social media post. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, the ex-girlfriend, the angry ex-girlfriend, the angry ex-wife, right? Says, Oh, he threatened me. Here's a, here's a red flag, bro. Or like we bring, we've brought up before with what if a, what if a, a, a abusive ex-boyfriend, right. Who's never actually been charged with anything or anything else. She's never reported. She buys a gun to protect herself from the ex-boyfriend who's abusive and everything else. And then he says, Oh, look, she posted a thing about how she wants to kill me. Yep. She's clearly a danger. You need to confiscate her weapons. Weapons get confiscated. Yep. Now he can just walk into the house and shoot her because she's undefended. Yeah. Because red flag laws. Yep. Or criminals can call a red flag in on on their potential targets. Yep. Uh, swatting, SWAT. A lot of a lot of the SWATs are, are red flags. Right. Oh, they threaten to do something, and here comes the SWAT team kicking in your front door. How many times has uh, what's his face been swatted now on it live on his podcast? Like four, five. Who? Um. Oh God, what's his name? Tim Pool. Oh no. The yeah. Other Poole. Guy. Yeah, pools had pools. Pools had a few. I think it's like five. There's another Twitch streamer that has had several. No. Yeah, but I think pools like up to like four or five. Yeah. That he's been swatted live on the air. He's just sitting there talking online, and people are swatting him because they don't like what he's saying. Yep. No. Red flags are literally, uh, literally death sentences that are either commuted or not by the ability of the cop to withhold the trigger. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, and again, like I said, there are people who have died in shootouts with police where they weren't suspected or accused of an actual crime. It was that somebody claimed that yep. they could. Brian, potentially Brian, be a Brian Whitaker. Ryan Whitaker. Yeah. They could potentially be theoretically a danger. Uh, Brian, to Daniel Shaver. Daniel Shaver, there's another one. Right there, uh, there's the guy that was laying in the road with his therapist. They shot his therapist in the leg. Yeah, with his hands up. Yep. Laying down. Yep. No. Yeah, I don't have anything else, bro. You want to? You want to rant for a minute? Yeah, it just it, it drives me nuts because it's like people are like, oh well, it's just common sense. I mean, you know. And the thing is, is that pro gun people, <laughs> pro gun people are so scared. To openly because, okay, <laughs> because those that just want to be left alone will never defeat those that seek out to control them. Yeah, right. The, the, the people on the right, the the, the pro gun people, a lot of them are so concerned with imagery. They're so concerned with with I'm the good person. Look at me, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Look, I just want to be left alone. This and that and that and this. Um, the people that want to control them, the people that want to disarm them are actively out there trying to pass legislation, trying to red flag people, calling in, calling in the cops all the time. They're actively out there trying to take away your firearms 
And a lot of firearms owners are just like, I just want to be left alone. I just want to be left alone. Yeah. Like you're stop playing defense, bro. Yeah, Stop I, fucking we, playing defense. Yeah, you just want to be left alone, but they do not want to leave you alone. So there's a point where you have to go, you know what? You are going to leave me alone, or I'm going to become upset with you. Yes. That's the point that you have to get to. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to stand up for your rights. Several of the founding fathers, lots of intellectuals over the course of uh, the history of the United States, uh, in the liberty movement have said repeatedly, you only have the rights that you are willing to stand up for. And if you are not willing to stand up to this, this is the thing. The, the A lot of Second Amendment supporters are not willing, right? They're not willing to openly oppose things like red flag laws and laws that say that people who appear to be mentally unfit shouldn't have weapons or people who are convicted felons shouldn't have weapons. They're not willing to say it because, oh, well, but that, that'll make me seem crazy. They just want comments. No, 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 no. Here's the thing, right? You understand if you say that you support the second amendment, you understand that all the government has to do is convict you of whatever felony it wants to be able to take your guns they don't away. Even, if okay, they don't even guns. have to, they don't all even have to convict to do, you of anything. All they have to do is say that you did something. All they yeah, have to do all, is, is accuse you of something. They don't have to bring charges. They don't have yeah. to get a conviction. All they have to say is that you were part of XYZ. You yeah. are XYZ. And because they have a monopoly on authority, because they have a monopoly on violence, because they have a monopoly on the legal system, that their word sticks. I mean, you can, you can try to fight it in court. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. That's been proven again and again and again. Remember, public defenders, they work for the court system. Prosecutors work for the court system. Police work for the court system. Jailers work for the court system. The judge works for the court system. They're all all just doing their jobs. It's entirely stacked against you. You can say, just wait for your day in court, but your day in court is an uphill battle from the very beginning, and it is a steep uphill battle. Yeah. You're, you're Sisyphus. Yeah. That's that's where you're at. I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, if you're pro-Second Amendment, you need to be willing to condemn, openly condemn these red flag laws for what they are, which is a guilty until proven innocent to quote Donald Trump, take the guns first, due process second move. That is what they are. Remember, Trump said, I'm a fan of take the guns first, due process second. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Totally a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally uh, by the way, the, uh, the bump stock uh, ban was upheld um, by Scootus. Oh, it wasn't upheld by Scootus. Scootus kicked it. So it's not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So again, the bump stock ban that Donald Trump put in place. Remember when that? Oh, when Obama tried that, everyone went up in arms. But when our boy Donny, the lifelong New York Democrat, decided to do that, everyone went. But God Emperor Trump, those things are dumb anyway. Bunch of morons. But that's the thing is, if you if you want to be like call yourself pro Second Amendment, you have to be willing to truly be Second Amendment. And a lot of the things in this culture, the way that things are getting pushed, the majority of things that you are going to stand for are not going to be popular. And if you are trying to only stick to what's popular, to what's acceptable right now, that means that all they have to do is shift the window yet again. 
the Overton window, look it up if you're unfamiliar, all they need to do is shift the Overton window again, and you're going to have to reduce the amount of things oh. that you support yet again. And they're just going to keep doing it to you until there is nothing that you are willing to support anymore. Like, like Camelia Harris saying that no pot smoker should be in jail? Or people people should not be people should not be in jail jail for marijuana. Yeah, the the same person who argued that people should be in jail for marijuana even longer because the state needed their labor now saying <laughs> no. people should be in jail. The, the same the same prosecutor that withheld evidence that would have exonerated people for marijuana so she could keep them in jail longer to protect her record. Yep. Yeah, this this is and this is the thing is if you want to claim that you support the Second Amendment, you need to acknowledge that all of your opinions are unpopular and are just going to get steadily more unpopular. Just deal with it, accept it, acknowledge it and keep being that vocal advocate, because yes. unless you present those alternative things, what I was talking about earlier, right, with those echo chambers and those hyper leftist echo chambers, unless you force people to acknowledge that an alternative viewpoint exists they'll never hear it well, they, they will ever encounter it. it yeah you need to be so loud and so vocal and so in your face about it that they cannot ignore it and they have to acknowledge that it's a thing mm -hmm. because if you don't they will never hear it and the the majority of the direction that this society is being hauled is going to drown you out Yep. So, all right, let's uh, let's be louder than them. And there are a few things that are much louder than them. We're so getting kicked off of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's throw some plugs and get out of here, bro. Oh, so if you want to care for your beard like a Viking, you are going to use coding Anarchist 15. Get 15 percent off. They have uh, their new. It's like a triple x carbon uh beard straightener that they have available they have all sorts of cool scents including their platinum scents they have the gold scents i highly recommend odin's virtue it's my favorite one it's the one that i use and it makes your beard super soft smells super great they even have stuff for ladies if they want to use uh stuff in their hair or uh, they have uh, perfumes they have colognes now all sorts of cool stuff uh, again, that is thebeardstruggle.com. Code Inktanarchist15, 15, 15% off. We are an affiliate of RK Spookware. You know what they do. If you need them, you know why you want that stuff. We're not going to go into it on the show, but we are an affiliate. Use the affiliate link if you want to get <laughs> stuff from them. Uh, I am very happy to be an affiliate of uh, Reaper brand apparel company. Check out Reaper Apparel. They are super awesome. Their message is absolutely fantastic. Take the 10-day Reaper challenge and see how it changes your life. And if you use the affiliate link, you get 15% off. If you don't want to use the affiliate link or you can't find it, you can always use code Anarchist uh, at the checkout and you get 10% off instead of 15 But Use the affiliate and you get 15% off. So why wouldn't you do that? Yep, you uh, can Super find Gold that leak on our link tree, by the way. Yep. Check that stuff out. Uh, check out Dave at Poppins Patches. He's a friend of the show and an avid viewer. He's super awesome. The patches are ultra high quality, and he has all sorts of cool stuff, including the apparently tropical shark uh, that is tropical, the patch that I rocked fit, on the show. Fish. The tropical fish, sorry, that uh, the tropical the, fish patch. Uh, initially rocked on this show. Uh, that started all he's got all sorts of very nostalgia inducing patches <laughs> as well and if you use abolish atf you get 15 percent off of your order from him um 
we are uh, affiliates with Coffee Brand Coffee. There's a link somewhere for that. That's on, Chris's on our link tree. Right yep, uh, check that one out. Buy Derek's book. It's called Think for Yourself: Thinking Workbook for Beginners. Also, beginners also linked on our link tree. Yes, you can get it on Amazon. It's like ten bucks, and you should probably get it because you want to use it. Uh, what else do we have? I'm sure we got something else that I'm forgetting. Check out the link tree, and you will see all of the stuff. Uh, what? We have a link tree? Out. Yeah, what? turns what? out we do. Oh, my oh, God. Who set that up? I don't know. Yeah. I, some dude. Uh, yeah. Definitely did it. Um, but yes. always yes, make Jack. sure. Hawaiian Igloo Revival. Yes. Uh, the, big, also, the big ice cream sundae. Yes, the, the great uh, ice cream pancake social. Um <laughs> We are on Rumble. We're on Odyssey. Uh, oh, we're, on, yeah, we're on a bunch of stuff and uh, uh, for alternative media. So if we do get kicked off because Telegram. of the slide, you can yep. always check us out there. You can check us out on Telegram. Um, also, make sure you support your single moms because you know what? They're working hard to get through medical school, man, and they need <laughs> your support. One dollar. Their kids, their kids Aiden, Hayden, and Jaden will really appreciate your support. Yes, exactly. They're working as a CNA right now, but <laughs> don't worry, they're they're working through medical school. Enjoy the buffet while you're there. Yes. Also, not the shrimp though. Never the shrimp. No, never the shrimp. <laughs> never the shrimp. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that's just a bad segue to things that we really don't want to talk about. <laughs> Never right. eat seafood at a strip club. That's my life advice <laughs> for the evening. There's a story there. Oh God. There's there's got to be a story. And if we had, if we had a Patreon, that's where we would put it. But we don't have a Patreon, so sorry. One of these days we're gonna set one up, and then you guys can can find. And out then we lose all our viewers. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so, but anyway, on that note, you got anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, look both ways before crossing the street, including on a one-way road, because that's how much you should trust humanity. That's really weak, bro. It's what I got. I don't know. Um, never eat yellow snow. Watch out for snakes. Buy level four plates. Definitely buy level four plates. And keep in mind that frass plates will plates will go behind your hard plate and be comfortable. So. Yeah. That's a tactical and a ta tactical tip. Yeah. Tactical Fun tactical tip. tip. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't have anything else, but <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.